Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service. 501-562-2293. Family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. When does Danny get a break? Um, yeah, he doesn't get a whole lot of breaks. I mean, there's busier times and there's quieter times, but right now it's busy. I mean, it's an open, uh, you know, you can have commitments, uh, or excuse me, uh, recruiting official visitors through June 29th, June 27th, I think. So um, they've got a ton of visitors coming in. And then uh, at the end of the week, you got the transfer portal opening on April 15th. Uh, but at least that's just two weeks. You know, I think the real hard, the hardest time to be Danny West is probably the 45-day portal window. That's probably uh, what has become the toughest period of time because there's just so much activity. This one is just kind of like a, a taste of it for him. It's coming up. But uh, a lot of visitors this past weekend, visitors coming up. Of course, Arkansas got a big commitment from K.J. Jackson. Um the quarterback in this class and that's a guy that they've been you know they've been uh after for a while now and uh been one of the top guys that they're after uh, obviously Aaron Nolan committed to Ohio State the day before uh KJ Jackson it's eerily it's eerie how similar he is to KJ Jefferson you know he's a similar name um about 63215 it's about what KJ was uh, he's ranked around number 391 ranked prospect in the country, right around four-star status cusp, um, which is where KJ was. I would say KJ Jackson. I keep saying KJ is a first name, like it's <laughs> going to separate him. I would say KJ Jackson <laughs> was uh, is more of a polished passer than KJ Jefferson was coming out of high school. KJ Jefferson probably better as a runner, a long strider guy. KJ Jackson can run. Uh, but, you know, I think K.J. Jackson threw for like 4,400 yards or something last year. So he's pretty prolific as a passer. Um, yeah, and that isn't all. I mean, they got Juju Pope also, another four-star prospect. Four of the five commitments that they have are four-star recruits. They're doing some real damage in Mississippi uh, with Norwell White, uh, an athlete who's a four-star. Juju Pope, four-star linebacker. Um so doing some damage in Memphis, uh, in Mississippi, and Deion Stutz is from Memphis, uh, doing some damage in, in Alabama. Kavion Henderson, the top-rated recruit in the class right now, 161 national, uh, four-star prospect out of Leeds, Alabama. Uh, and then, of course, K.J. Jackson from Montgomery, Alabama. Um, so it's been, it's been quite a whirlwind as far as college football recruiting is going and uh the portal window is about to open soon and i'm sure there'll be plenty of action there and there i mean there there, there has been um trill carter was in town i mean they've they've been hosting visitors guys that are in the portal already you know not entering you know the the 15th that just is when you can enter the portal if you're already in the portal then you know you can be recruited just like anybody else so uh, i've said it very clearly you know i think they need two inferior defensive tackles potentially a linebacker also, although I, I'm liking the linebacker core more and more, two safeties, um, at least two defensive backs, but it would be nice if they just played safety. Um, an offensive lineman, I think, to get the numbers right, a veteran tight end who's bigger, who can catch passes and block as an inline guy. Um, 
and then after that, I, I think they're you know can can find best available. What is the exact scholarship number right now, Trey? Is it seventy-seven or seventy-eight? I've got them at seventy-seven, I believe. Okay. Yeah, seventy-seven. So I think I named off like seven positions right there so that would give them one to spare to spend on best available but there'll be a guy or two probably popping the portal uh, from arkansas after spring football's over i mean that'll uh, absolutely could happen so it's not you know it's not just arkansas taking they'll probably lose a guy here and there trey what are you expecting saturday for the red white game I, i i don't think coach Pittman has laid out any kind of outline yet on what can be expected what kind of format yeah, I think it'll be I think it'll be a ones versus twos probably uh, type of deal, and I'm sure they'll do some move the ball. They may work on some third down situational stuff. They may play it just like a real game. They may do uh, where the second team gets points for doing certain things against the the first team. Um, you know, they could just do it offense versus defense and call those you know red team versus white team. Maybe they do it like that, and the defense gets points for stops and stuff. Um, I've seen it done so many different ways. Uh, I was actually uh, pleasantly surprised on Saturday. You know, we ended up getting to watch 80 scrimmage plays. Not yeah. Uh, but it was, I mean, it was still, you know, thudding up and stuff. The running game, you know, they were blowing a pretty early whistle in the running game. If you notice on my stats, there wasn't any runs over 10 yards. So they were they were calling it pretty quick on those. Uh, but, you know, unless if you're a Rocket Sanders especially, you know, they weren't really letting him even get thudded up. And, in fact, I don't even want to see him on Saturday <laughs> in mm-hmm. his live contact. Uh, but, you know, just from the scrimmage Saturday, I'll just kind of segue into that. Um, if you want to call it a scrimmage, they didn't do any, like, move the ball. They just they ran plays. Uh, they did a, a little bit of a segment where they do nine versus nine. Yeah, versus, what is that? They That's where they will, like, take two offensive linemen. You know, it might one play it might be the guard and the tackle. The next play it might be, you know – the other guard and the other tackle, or it might be both tackles. They, I think that what they do, the reason they do that is because they're running a lot of plays consecutively. And in a normal game, you know, you're gonna you're gonna hit the sideline and for a break. So I think it's an opportunity for the for the um, you know maybe even especially defensive players because the defensive players, two defensive players will take a knee too. Two defensive linemen will take a knee. And I think it's a, a way to just get them rest while you're going because those guys get tired faster, uh, get them rest, and then that allows you to still run a, like a full-speed you know, play with everybody else. So I think that's probably why they do it like that. Uh, but they did run a few plays like that. I think they probably ran all total. I think they probably ran close to 100 plays. I had them at 78 when I said, okay, I got to go because I had to go – get home and, and make the zoom we were actually not supposed to be able to watch the whole practice and then sam Pittman said um you know probably half hour into it it's like i had to just let him stay the whole time uh, so uh, i had to, but i had to get back because they had a zoom immediately after but i saw him run like you know three more plays so i know they ran at least 80 they still had like eight or nine minutes left on the on the clock so they probably got up to to close to 100 plays but uh some of the things that i would say that i would take away from that uh, I feel like Jacoby Criswell is getting closer to 
pretty much locking down that second team spot. He had a ele- he was eleven of fifteen passing. Cade Fortin was not was four of nine passing for fifty six. Had Jacoby eleven for fifty for eleven of fifteen for one hundred and thirty five yards with two touchdowns. Both those there weren't any touchdowns like aside from when they were working in red zone because they were blowing the whistle early. You know, uh, like there was a couple of times where I thought guys probably would have housed it, but they blew the whistle. Uh, I had KJ ten of seventeen for one hundred fifty seven yards with one touchdown. I've broken down. You know, the distance of every single play, mm-hmm. the, you know, every play in order, you know, just about every way I can think to break it down. Uh, but uh, I would say, you know, Jacoby probably getting close to locking down that spot. I'm, I'm getting pretty close to saying that I think that Isaac Tesla will end up being the leading receiver for them this year. I think that, uh, you know, and you still got, you know, you've got some guys injured and stuff like that. But, um, you know, Tyrone Broden didn't play and uh, – uh, Jaden Wilson's still still out, but I just feel like what Tesla is starting to do is just like I think he's the guy you look at on third and ten, and you know I think he's probably the the number one receiver right now. That's where I, I think I think things are going. He had five catches for seventy two yards of the touchdown. He had a play in Pascal before they started running like full squad plays where he caught the ball with one hand, like on the tip of the ball, two-stepped right before he stepped out of bounds. And what I thought was impressive, he caught the ball with one hand, okay? He never pulled it in to his forearm. He never tucked the ball. He never used his other hand to pull the ball in. He just caught it at the tip hmm. and that, and just held it like that. <laughs> so that shows you a guy with really great hands. Cameron Bibby. Cameron Bibby had a nice showing. He had four catches for 62 yards and two touchdowns. Who's Cameron Bibby? He's a walk-on wide receiver, redshirt freshman. Andrew Armstrong had some good plays, three catches for 73 yards. One of them was a 42-yard uh, catch and run. I think that was more of a, a scramble drill type of thing. Jacoby Criswell had a lot of time. Jalen Braxton was covering him. I think Jalen Braxton, as young D-backs sometimes do, kind of lost his eyes on him and uh, and let him slip out and, uh, and catch that big pass. But um, – I would say, you know, it's hard to gleam a whole lot from the running backs. Oh, you know, I, I, I should mention, Luke has is not the starting tight end. You know, he's not listed as starting tight end. He's never been starting tight end unless they come out in 12 personnel. But he's, to me, the starting tight end. I think it's just a matter of time. He had three catches for 49 yards. Um, you know, he was targeted a good bit. I would just say, as far as receiving goes, he's easily their best tight end right now. I, that's what I think, and uh, he's not the biggest guy, but that's why I would like to see them go out and get a bigger guy that can maybe catch passes and not only block in you know short yarded situations, but also sneak out and catch a pass. Uh, and I don't think they have a guy that's like you know 260 that could, you know could also be kind of a threat in the passing game. But Luke has to me is a guy that'll do a lot, sniffer, H back, split out wide on occasion. They they threw a, you know threw a shovel pass to him in the scrimmage also, um, so. You know, I think that he's a guy to to watch for that. As far as um, you know, defensively, I, I'm liking the linebackers more and more. Uh, I think I, I think the hope's got to be with those guys, and I, I would still see it like Sam bringing another guy. But I, I think the hope's got to be you've got three games, so maybe you know three games that set up favorably on the schedule. Maybe that's an opportunity for these guys to get a little bit more season before SEC play starts in Baton Rouge. Uh, in week four, I really like Antonio Greer and the conversation we have with him. He just seems like he's got some dog in him, you know, some fight and, 
you know, some passion about him, and I like that in the linebacker a lot. Uh, I really like what I'm seeing out of Manny Powell. I mean, it was thud up, but he was popping people. Like, he and 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 uh, Jordan Crook is another I like, and I've liked Jordan for a long time. Um, you know, and uh, Carson Dean's coming along. So they're just young overall at linebacker. That would be the thing that would concern me. But as far as their ceiling, I think they, as a group, they have a pretty high ceiling. Um, so um, defensive line, they've got a new package where they're, you know, rolling four defensive ends out there. They put Trajan Jeffcoat in. They put John Morgan in at, at defensive tackle. And then on the edge they have Landon Jackson, who's having a great spring, and Jashad Stewart, those two guys out on the edge. Um, you know, that could be a package that you see in third and long, a package, you know, you see when you know that they're throwing the ball. But it's still – they they've got to do something at defensive tackle. I mean, you're you've got a guy injured in Cam Ball right now, but you're going to have players injured. You know, you're not just going to make it through the season unscathed. Last year, you know, proved that in the secondary, but we also saw plenty of injuries at defensive tackle. Um, if you're going to run a four-man front, you need to have enough bodies to be able to do it. And um, it's nothing against any walk-ons, but I mean, it is, I guess, a little bit. But you know, you you can't have like. 6'2", 267 out there on your second team. And that's what they have right now because they have, you know, an injury to Cam Ball. So they've got to go out there and, and figure something out on the defensive ta- defensive tackle. I really – I've said before I like what they've got going on at cornerback. Uh, I think that they need some help at safety. I think they – you know, I think you'll see them move – you know, Lorando Johnson, another guy who's got – Lorando Johnson wouldn't give – credit to any of the wide receivers when asked about how how they're doing and who's standing out he would not he would not give them any credit at all um you know he's another guy that's kind of got a you know he's got an attitude in a, in a good way um his name's snacks by the way it's not an old nickname it's not old like nudie got his when he was a little boy uh snacks got his as a freshman in college he said he was a little heavy and um, hmm. he was bringing, uh, like, flaming Hot Cheetos or something. <laughs> to uh, One of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But somebody, and they started calling him Snacks. But he added, uh, he, instead of going S-N-A-C-K-S, he added two X's at the end to, to give it a little swag. Uh, but he's uh, he's got some swag about him. He said, you know, asked about playing different positions. He says, I don't have a position. I'm a football player. All right. Well, hey, what about trying out safety? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. Uh, he's worked a little bit at nickel, but – um, they need to bring in – I think in this day and age you need to have, you know, 17, 18 scholarship defensive backs. You just – if you're going to have five of them back there, that's probably what you need. So uh, whatever it takes to get them to that number, I think it would be good to get them a couple of safeties. But whatever it takes to get them, you know, up to about 17 defensive backs, then um, they got to do that this off season. Charlie, good afternoon. you got a question or comment for Trey. Good afternoon, Charlie. How long do you think, hey, Charlie? Oh, how long do you think he's been gone? <laughs> we got you. We got you, Charlie. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, man, I don't know what's going on. Uh, well, Terry, I think you asked one of the – of course, I'm not sucking up. I do give you a lot of credit. Good question. I'm talking about the offensive line. Oh, you know, since he's kind of been here, he's kind of – well, maybe since you're one. I'm having a hard time breaking up. Charlie, you're breaking up badly. Yeah. I'm going to put you on hold so if the line clears up. I think he was giving me props, too, so we want to make sure we get Oh, him yeah, back. we want to get him back for sure. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> Brett, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hey, guys. Uh, I got 
I got two questions for Trey. Yes. Uh, the first one is, is kind of on topic. Um, I'm not sure how to pronounce the young man's name. I think you said Tesla. Is that correct? Tesla. Tesla. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Tesla. You know, like Tesla. Uh, <laughs> I've been, uh, you know, kind of reading up about him and watched some, some film on him. And, man, what an athlete. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just an such an interesting story to me, a kid jumping from D2 to the SEC. Uh, but he just seems to have the swagger and, and the ability to do it. How long do you think, uh, Trey, you know, will it take him some time to adjust to – a real live action. I know he's, you know, going through spring ball and and, and whatnot. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, well, yeah, I actually talked to him about that the other day. I think Tuesday, and one of the a couple of the adjustments is the speed. Obviously, is different in the SEC. He says some of these linebackers out here, it seems like they're as fast as I am. Uh, but also yeah. press man. There's probably people saying, "Oh, press man, that's good." Uh, yeah, they, we see him running a lot of press man and, you know, battling through that bigger physical cornerbacks has also been an, a, an adjustment for him. However, again, he led him in receiving, you know, and it feels like when we do see them in live action, um, you know, even if it's not live tackle, but, you know, thudding up and stuff, it seems like he is the guy that they go to a lot to catch the ball. So, um, you know, even with those obstacles, he's still performing very well. That that is just just a really cool and story. D2, and for I, those who don't know, like why he came D two, yeah. and I asked him about that. I was like, "Do you feel like you were overlooked?" He's like, "No, not really. I came from a small Christian school in in Michigan, and uh, I played quarterback in a wing T offense. So there was no video of me playing wide receiver. So he kind of like just accepts that's how his path was was laid out. So um, it would have been interesting to see like if he was playing wide receiver in high school." you know, where he might have ended up, though. Well, I, I just, like I said, that's really a fun story, I think, to watch. I, I'm really looking forward to watching him. My other question real quick is on basketball. Uh, I'm up here in Indiana. I live in Indiana. A lot of the IU fans are really, really excited. excited to, and I don't know where, where all this is. I'm Hello, where? Hello, where? And, mm-hmm. and uh, they're just, you know, really excited about him. And I'm just like, what happened with him in Arkansas? Uh, I just, I was hoping he'd come home to Arkansas seven footer. He just talked about that situation, and I'll hang up. Thank you. Yeah, well, Curtis would probably be more on top of that. It just doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't seem like that's – and part of it could be, guys. I mean, they're getting Trevon Brazil back. Mm-hmm. You know, who's mm-hmm. a very similar, you know, similar build and everything. Um, that that could be a part of it also that they're getting Brazil back. Uh, they're also getting Jalen Graham back, and we don't know when Makai Mitchell. We know Mikel Mitchell's leaving, but Makai hasn't said anything yet. So, um, you know, it could just be a personnel deal. I'm hearing yeah. Makai is staying. I could see that. You know, I, I know those guys obviously are brothers. You know, love each other, uh, but you know their paths are going to take them different direction after. You know, there's going to become a, a time where they're not going to be able mm-hmm. to decide they're going to play together. You know, um, when you when you you know try your hand professionally overseas or whatever it it be for them. Um, so you know, Makai played a lot more than Mikael did, obviously, mm-hmm. and uh, you know had Arkansas not lost Trevon Brazil, we we might not have seen Mikael very much at all. So it, it certainly makes sense. But uh, you know, speaking of 
transfer portal and such, uh, man, Musselman doing work again, really like yeah. the additions that, that he has. Uh, uh, Keon Menefield and uh, Tremont Mark. I mean, Mark comes from, you know, just a winning, winning program. And, you know, some of the guys they had in here this weekend also really impressive. The young man from Butler. Yep. Butler be a uh, Temple, right? No, I mean the, he came. They had, th- they had three guys in. Their their backgrounds confused me. Yeah, but, uh, one of them came yeah, from one of them was from, from Butler transferring. Yeah. From, now the VCU player committed to um, going blank Auburn. Yeah, I thought Arkansas oh, got yeah. a got a guy from Washington. They did Menafield. Yeah, okay, mm-hmm. point guard. Uh, Troy, real quick before we run out of time, may not. In fact, I know. Forget that. We're uh, out of time. Fast. Yeah. yeah. But uh, what I was going to ask you, and we can talk about it tomorrow, in doing your breakdown, you've got incompletions on all the quarterbacks, but it looked like K.J. Jefferson was about the only quarterback who threw it deep. If you would, talk about that tomorrow. I'll say this. They throw over the middle a lot more. I know people have been asking questions about that, and there was quite a few throws that were over the middle. All right, Trey, we'll talk with you tomorrow.